and welcome back to The Power of Now, a guide to spiritual enlightenment with Linda and Barbara. We're doing a book study on this book written by Eckhart Tolle, and we hope you have a copy so that you can follow along. Today, we are on Chapter 6, Section 5. Chapter 6 is The Inner Body. Section 5 is Transformation Through the Body. My name is Barbara Wainwright, and I'm here with Linda Galicchio. Welcome, Linda. Barbara, so glad to be with you today. Hi, everybody. So wonderful to be here. Yay, I think so, too. I'm thrilled. All right. So would you like to start, Linda? Sure. Okay. The question is, why have most religions condemned or denied the body? It seems that spiritual seekers have always regarded the body as a hindrance or even as sinful. Why have so few seekers become finders? On the level of the body, humans are very close to animals. All the basic bodily functions, pleasure, pain, breathing, eating, drinking, defecating, sleeping, the drive to find a mate and procreate, and of course, birth and death. We share all this with the animals. A long time after their fall from a state of grace and oneness into illusion, humans suddenly woke up in what seemed to be an animal body and they found this very disturbing. Don't fool yourself, you're no more than an animal. This seems to be the truth that was staring them in the face, but it was too disturbing a truth to tolerate. Adam and Eve saw that they were naked and they became afraid. Unconscious denial of their animal nature set in very quickly. The threat that they might be taken over by powerful instinctual drives and revert back to complete unconsciousness was indeed a very real one. Shame and taboos appeared around certain parts of the body and bodily functions, especially sexuality. The light of their consciousness was not yet strong enough to make friends with their animal nature, to allow it to be, and even enjoy that aspect of themselves, let alone to go deeply into it, find the divine hidden within it, the reality within the illusion. So they did what they had to do. They began to disassociate from their body. They now saw themselves as having a body rather than just being it. So important here because we have come to believe now that we are the body, that we are the body, mind, and spirit, that we are all of those things. And we don't just have a body. And yet a lot of people don't really know that yet as experienced by our consciousness all over the world, really, especially in the West. So let's read and see what happens. Well, here's an interesting thing. I believe in the Bible, it says the body is the temple, right? Yeah. Uh Okay. So if the body is the temple, it's the host for the spiritual being that we are. Well, I think for me, what I find is there's a thousand different renditions of the Bible. And some of it says different things, depending on who analyzes it. When people were close to the Bible being made, they didn't have all of the faculties. And sometimes they interpreted it wrong, or they just weren't sophisticated enough to know what it was really saying. And so there's some differing analysis. Yeah, well, here's the interesting thing. Without the body, we wouldn't be having this human experience. It's an essential part. Absolutely. And as as human beings, 
we're spiritual beings having a human experience. If we didn't have the body, we wouldn't be able to have this human experience. That's right. And it is the temple, meaning it's the host for the spirit. If we didn't have this host body to hold the spirit, we wouldn't be able to have this human experience. So it's a key essential part (laughs) in what we are doing here on the planet, in my opinion. But this is really an interesting chapter so far. When religions arose, this disassociation became even more pronounced as the you-are-not-your-body belief. Countless people in East and West throughout the ages have tried to find God, salvation, or enlightenment through denial of the body. This took the form of denial of sense pleasures and of sexuality, in particular, fasting and other aesthetic practices. They even inflicted pain on the body in an attempt to weaken or punish it because they regarded it as sinful. In Christianity, this used to be called mortification of the flesh. Others tried to escape from the body by entering trance states or seeking out-of-body experiences. Many still do. Even the Buddhist is said to have practiced body denial through fasting and extreme forms of asceticism for years. But he did not attain enlightenment until after he had given up this practice. Wow. How interesting is that? It is, because like I said, the body is the key piece. If we didn't have the body, we wouldn't be having this experience. And yes, we are all spiritual beings having a human experience, but without the body, we wouldn't be here. (laughs) But I still think that sin was misinterpreted and you should practice asceticism because your body was bad. So where did people get that idea? I think they got it from the Bible, which was misinterpreted. I mean, why else would people go through these things thinking that that would bring them to God? Because it doesn't. As it said down here, he, he didn't attain enlightenment until after he gave up the asceticism. Yeah, well, maybe this sentence clarifies it. It says, the threat that they might be taken over by powerful instinctual drives and revert back to complete unconsciousness was indeed a very real one, thinking they were going to fall from grace. Right. Yeah, so they tried out-of-body experiences, not to be in that body. Yeah. (laughs) I think we do that today sometimes. I know I do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what addiction is about, right? Trying to get out of this reality, trying to numb and exercise and stop. It's a combination of stopping the mind thinking, right? The egoic mind, number one. And then number two, not feeling anything. Right. I don't want to feel it. Getting out of the body because right. the body feels. That's where so much energy is stored in the body in our cellular memories. The fact is that no one has ever become enlightened through denying or fighting the body or through an out-of-body experience. Although such an experience can be fascinating and can give you a glimpse of the state of liberation from the material form, in the end, you will always have to return to the body, where the essential work of transformation takes place. Transformation is through the body, not away from it. This is why no true master has ever advocated fighting or leaving the body although their mind-based followers often have. Of the ancient teachings concerning the body, only certain fragments survive, such as Jesus' statement that your whole body will be filled with light, or they survive as myth, 
such as the belief that Jesus never relinquished his body, but remained one with it and ascended into heaven with it. Almost no one to this day has understood those fragments or the hidden meaning of certain myths and the you are not your body belief has prevailed universally, leading to body denial and attempts to escape the body. Countless seekers have thus been prevented from attaining spiritual realization for themselves and becoming finders. So interesting. I find, and this, I hope this makes sense, that when I have an agenda, let's say I go someplace. I went to my daughter's recently. And when I don't have an agenda about what she might say, what I might say, and all that kind of thing, and I didn't, we get along so well, and we can both feel the love of each other in our body and in our mind, and we feel more. So for me, a lot about defenses and having an agenda with people hurts my ability to get into my body because I'm being defensive. But when I'm real, I can feel myself being real. And so can she, she hasn't changed, but I have. It's a wonderful thing because you're in your body and able to be empathic and love one another much better. That makes sense. I think, would you say that when you're being defensive, that you're in your egoic mind? Yes. The body is all about love. I saw how wonderful it was and I want to do it more. Well, it's not doing it. I want to be it more. There you go. I love that. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Is it possible to recover the lost teachings on the significance of the body or to reconstruct them from the existing fragments? There's no need for that. All spiritual teachings originate from the same source. In that sense, there is and always has been only one master who manifests in many different forms. I am that master and so are you once you're able to access this horse within. And the way to it is through the inner body. Although all spiritual teachings originate from the same source, once they become verbalized and written down, they're obviously no more than collections of words. And a word is nothing but a signpost, as we talked about earlier. All such teachings are signposts pointing the way to the source. I love this paragraph. I have already spoken of the truth that is hidden within your body, but I will summarize for you again the lost teachings of the masters. So here is another signpost. Please endeavor to feel your inner body as you read or listen. And that's the end of this section. (sighs) Barbara, you do this great thing where you stop and tell people to breathe and feel your inner body. Do you want to do that now before we do the next one? Yeah, okay. So let's take a moment and go within our body. Take a deep breath. Breathe in and out. Breathe in through your nose and breathe out. Feel the inner body come alive as you take this moment to acknowledge every cell in your being. Feel the energy, the essence of your spirit and your soul inside your body. Feel the essence and the spirit of your soul inside the body, all the energy that's there. This is the source. This is the source that you can tap into anytime you want to. Just simply close your eyes, take a deep breath. 
and get connected to all that is through the body. It's all right. That's the end of this section, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to the next section. It's going to be good and juicy. All right. See you next time, everyone. Good and juicy. You know what? I really, we really appreciate everybody being here. We know you take time to listen and we're really very appreciative. Thank you. That's right. And if you ever want to get a hold of us, we're available. You know, we'd love to talk to you and cheer you on for your spirituality. Our connection information is next. Bye. Bye, everybody. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to go deeper into a spiritual conversation and perhaps even earn a credential as a certified spiritual coach, we encourage you to go to our website, lifecoachtrainingonline.com, and check out our courses, or give us a call at 800 711 4346.